full moon, west wind, storm moving in, lunker hunting. Me and one of my best friends, check it. I would like to fish all around the world, but uh, fishing around the world can't be around the girl. I got tournaments, expos, exhibitions and all. What's that man's name again? Who's that? It's Ronnie Smalls. Yeah. You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back to episode 1,272, since COVID started, of Live Wild Radio. I realize that's a bit of hyperbole, but that's okay. Because we have both been on a trip, a bunch of mountain bike rides. Mm-hmm. My ass is sore. And I, it had nothing to do with me, other than <laughs> me suggesting where we ride. Um, and, you know, earlier today, we, we rode for two and a half hours, like on the trails here in Wasega Beach. And now we're sitting in a cottage <laughs> talking to a young man. I will say young man because you're younger than I am. Yeah, um, I'm pretty young. And it, it, it's funny how this episode came to be, because this is somebody I suggested. Was it last year? Yeah, and I shot it down. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm like, fisherman? Are you kidding me? When I was on dating apps, I saw guys with their fish. I'm like, swipe left, no. left, because I am like, so, oh, I've heard I'm sorry, it. I've dude. heard it. Hey. I'm just saying. I mean, like, it. you know, and then I'm like, okay, what is special about this guy? I don't get it. You know, and I'm all about speaking to people who are passionate about what they do. So I'm like following you. I'm like, this guy's hilarious. He's fucking, especially that strip tease. You saw that. <laughs> she that's, shared, that's I, she I shared saw. it with a couple of single girls. I did. Yeah. So, so you know that there's a bunch of like early 40s women masturbating to your strip tease. Oh my God, I can't believe you said that. I put the right track on. I mean, the magic mic music just came to mind. It slowed it down a little bit. I'm not really good with editing magic processing. Magic mic. That's exactly what yeah. I thought. Yeah. yeah I, so yeah. So then I, you know, I'm like, this guy's really, and I saw your fish i'm like these are really big fish like this is actually something impressive to talk about like this guy is like the deal so i'm like okay he's hilarious i'm like okay we're talking to him so that's how this all Sweet. came about yeah so i'm glad so, i posted that yeah, yeah. so this was uh, so i will admit i was i'm, a, I'm now took, a true believer yeah i think it took over a year to get you on the podcast yeah, because I'd suggested, and I it. said no. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> no. and I think, it, but it all comes I'm like, into that. What is so special about this guy? Does he do something? Like, does he fish at the end of his dock? Like, I don't give a f- no. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, right? Well, yeah. Funny. yeah, you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So that's um, the backstory. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> truth will come out. I mean, but apparently, here. you know, yeah, yeah. But it turns out you actually are both passionate about it and good at it and um, have a personality. Yeah. Which, you know, working in an outdoor store that sells fishing gear and there's a lot of uh, fishing people that come in, personality isn't super high on the, uh, yeah, the list of uh, fishing people. I imagine. Um, I think a lot of them fish because they don't have to be around people. it's like i don't like fishing but i hate people more so we're gonna fish there's a market there yeah it's like like because inherently i think it might be an introvert sport you know activity pastime whatever you want to call it or a drinking sport well right because to me quite honestly i've never needed an excuse to drink (laughs) yeah so i will just go and drink don't get me wrong i enjoy um there, there's a lot of things I enjoy, right? So I've had to stream it down. Um, so, so I do some fly fishing. 
Because um, aside like when? from... Pardon? When? Um, I've done a Once? lot more in the... <laughs> no, I've done <laughs> a lot more saying. in the past. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But again, it's like, it's like I've also been into archery and scuba diving mm. and kayaking and... Right? So it's... Uh, like I, years ago, I did the whole thing of uh, stripping down... Okay, what... Um, can I not live without, right? And I'm I'm probably gonna pick up a fly fishing kit again soon, because it is like very relaxing. Sure. Everything I do is not relaxing. Rock climbing is not relaxing. Mountain bike is not relaxing. Yeah, high intensity. Like everything is like you know spazzy. Like I need something because I'm not gonna. Well, I do meditate, but like I'm not gonna do yoga, even if it would I'd be. love to meditate with you sometime. We could. That's something you guys haven't done that together. Very. Meditation. <laughs> yeah. If that's what you want to call it. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> this week's or this bi weekly, because oh, we do whatever. two episodes yeah, a month. This podcast. Th- this episode's guest um, is Ron Dershner. Um, I met you probably like five or six years ago. Yeah. Sale. Yeah. yeah. He came into the store and, you know, we, we sort of struck up conversation. Uh, and it. It's one of the things where, where, while the things we do are different, there's a, like a shared passion in the Absolutely, things we yeah, do. Yeah. Um, Being outdoors, yeah. And then there's the the fundamental thing of just both of us having a sense of humor, <laughs> totally, <laughs> and just finding life kind of absurd and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, You're like a hip hop dude in a in a boat. Yeah, and uh, that's you know, do I? That's what I kind of had a debate in the beginning of starting to record myself fishing. Am I going to leave the hip hop, the funny, the jokes, the like bring all that with me? Because that's me. I'm going to bring it with me. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to make me not be me. I mean, that's what people want to see nowadays. Someone being themselves, having a good time in their environment. And there's no better place where I feel more at home than being out on the lake. Why not bring it all with me? Bring the jokes, bring the the voices like I, I got voices for days but um so who's who's here today yeah it's well i <laughs> i commit whatever head. i jump into i'll commit so you All hear right, one right, right. i'll be there for a minute or two regardless regardless <laughs> i might disappear for a little bit but it's nothing to worry about i'll be that's back a, that's a little bit of a tijuana accent there <laughs> Which which then makes me think of donkey shows, but you know that's a different story. <laughs> so the Great White Knight, how'd you come up with that? Like people are always shocked because anytime I spit that out, what is your handle? The Great White Knight. And they're like, wasn't that taken? And I'm like, I guess I got in early. Um, Great White Knight. I just I don't know. I drive a white Dodge Ram. Thank God. Hemi Sport. It's nothing crazy. Like it's well, just see, like well, uh, was, it, it was so rhymed. funny. <laughs> it rhymed. I mean, great white knight. Which great white is shark. Yeah. Right. Or and, and knight as or, in K or what? And then a white. <laughs> well, see, that's a that's a thing where where it's confusing, we're like, right? We're like, like we hope he doesn't say this is like my racial. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's something I got. I got a shaved head, right? So yeah. I got to be careful with all that. That's like, not. That, that's not going to the premise at all. Well, so yeah. that, that was it. Was one of those things that was like we had this discussion last night. What happens if we talk, and he talks? It's about my white pride and yeah. you know. <laughs> Keeping the races pure, like, you know, and there's like, oh, fuck. Only white lures. <laughs> my white truck. You know. Weird my white here. robe. It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> no, that's, uh, I am uh, 
So, you know, the first one's checked off the list. It yeah. turns out that you're not like, Jack. you no, know, that we're not in that category at all. If anything, like, we're, ladies and gentlemen, at no point are we wearing like white bed sheets. Yeah, as we're we good. Record this. I got white pants on, but that's not. Uh, well, they, they have a color to them. Yeah. Like a pattern. Birch bark pattern. Yeah. So that's not it's even super comfy. You know, you're already mixing your. Yeah, colors. I have a black shirt. So yeah. Rapal on it. Yeah. All time fishing. This is like my jersey. Like a lot of people say fishing isn't a sport. That's what kind of what you jumped on earlier there. And drinking with fishing, it goes together because yes. no one sees fishing as a sport. <laughs> so yeah, the great white night, it was just a, I had a white truck, the great white, you know, I'm big time fisherman looking for big fish, not yeah. sharks, but almost. Um, Wouldn't it just like fucking freak you out? If, sure. Like, you're out there paddling your canoe, cast. Oh, I thought about it. I already that, know where you're going with yeah, this. And that fin pops up. Yeah. Like that would just be both frightening as shit and yep. so fucking cool. Uh, I think more frightening as shit uh, because this has been happening. I was just going to say that. Wasn't there something in the news? Yeah. Uh, somewhere in Ontario? Was it Hudson Bay? So a shark had made its way into fresh water 2,000 miles. Yeah. Like bull sharks. And then was comfortable holding its urine. Holding its urine is its way to not need salt water. And it found that it was holding its urine, holding that salt, and it was getting so much more food in the fresh water. It was like, I don't need to go back. And it just developed this way to well, hold, they, they hold ran, its urine. They ran into that in South Africa where some bull sharks went up a river. Um, and because of flooding at a certain point, mm-hmm. they made it past a dam. And then when the water levels went down, you had bull sharks trapped like past the, the the water dam. Yeah. Right? And so what you ran into was this thing of like 700 kilometers inland from the ocean. There's fucking sharks. Crazy. Not many of them, but... Sure. You know, and and like you run into it so often in Florida, like all the, the canals. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're all freshwater, but there's goddamn bull sharks in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. There's an abundance of food. Um, and there are an opportunities. Uh, yeah. And, and they're... Because they're, cause they're the... Them and tiger sharks are the sharks that lead anything, right? You know, the tiger shark is the one that you find. Look, it's a conquistador set of armor from like the Middle Ages, you know, like from early exploration in North America has uh, shark bites in it. Well, and the tiger sharks got it. You know, they catch a shark and it's got armor in its belly. Wow. Right. The tragically hip song, <laughs> you know, 50 mission cap. You know, <laughs> they found the armor in its belly. Well, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, it's worried me. Like, uh, I don't overthink about it. Well, there's been is, enough cases of it. Yeah, but well, I know they, that it's possible. It's that's a you're never really going to see it in the. But great, they're not going to attack you. It's unlikely they would attack. They need you. a big food source. I mean, they need to eat. That's yeah, but the, the fact is, is like something like Georgian Bay means they had to get through, you know, the St. Lawrence River, Lake Ontario, make it past Niagara Falls. Yeah, all that. Right. Depending on where they come in from. You know, yeah, it's it, going to be an anomaly if they end up here. And I don't think they're coming right to tiny beaches, right? They're not, I know where there's food. Just right <laughs> towards me and my kayak. Like, it's a beautiful day out here fishing <laughs> in my kayak, looking for a giant. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crossed my mind. But um, I think it was, was it River Monsters doing something like that? Yeah. Someone covered a base on the, the sharks being in fresh water. And it was mind-boggling to me. Well, the other thing that we don't really have to worry about up here is they can't handle the cold. Like yeah, the normal freeze. Yeah, it's in the over winter. for them. 
right? So you'll Not you'll see sharks. oceans with sharks are typically going to be super warm. Super yeah, warm. like great whites are a cold, but mm-hmm. they can't do fresh water. Mm-hmm. Um, they can handle Jeez. cold conditions. I don't like what you just put together there. The great whites are the only ones that could handle <laughs> the cold water. That, Look but, out, but Canada. They can't, they can't handle fresh water. Right. That's why you get great whites in Nova Scotia sure. off sure. the coast of Newfoundland. Right. Um, but you're not going to see them in the Great Lakes Man. because the bull shark's the only one that can handle. Well, my name will have a whole new take on it if that's what ends up happening. Yeah. The Great White Night. Fishing for great whites in Georgian Bay, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> Targeting them. Yeah, like, listen, if, if that was a real thing, man, like you would have a, a Discovery Channel special. Yeah, I know that. You know. Yep. Yeah. Because you got to think, like, obviously as a fishing guy, like the River Monster Show. Yeah. It's a guy who's a fisherman who also happens to be kind of a cool British dude. Sure. Right, so he's got the presentation, you know, kind of a silver fox guy. Mm. Oh, you gotta um, love him. Right, and so today <laughs> we're going to go up and um, looking at this period. There might be like a prehistoric creature here that you know the locals have been talking about for you know blah blah blah. We're fishing um, for barramundi. <laughs> it's barramundi. Um, and but it's hilarious. Like that guy's. I don't know how many seasons he's had, exactly. but I keep seeing it hop pop up every now and again. And weird ass giant fish in rivers. Mm-hmm. Like he's been to Vietnam and giant catfish and. Yeah, he's searching like mythological type creatures that might not even exist anymore, but locals have stories, and he'll follow up with those, and then go to the spots those locals. That's a great show. Oh, it's amazing. Have yeah. passed on through generation. Yeah, yeah, down here, and they have like pictures or something to to prove that that's happened so are you super superstitious about anything about the water and fishing uh i mean there's superstitions like well no bananas when you're on a catching streak never change your underwear well there's all kinds of things (laughs) 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 that's not it that's not one of them for me personally jack and jones does me well but these need washing once a day Um, superstitions. Hmm. Well, I know that fishing rods in general, there a lot of them are made of graphite, which is the the best uh, lightning conductor you could possibly have. And you're the tallest point out in the middle of the lake, doing this, making <laughs> circles, like, waving. I'm <laughs> here. Strike <laughs> me! Like you're literally calling all the attention right to you. So if there is a storm imminent, I'm always watching that the uh, lightning thunder is something that will be later on or I'll try and dodge that. I'll just wait for it before I even whip my rod out. Uh, you don't want to get struck by lightning because the, the the saying is you get struck by lightning, you'll survive, but you wouldn't want to, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just, uh, it's going to be a bad one. But if you do fish in the rain, which I've done, I was told that if you're going to get struck by lightning, you want to be completely drenched. You want the water to be like through your whole coat, your pants, your shoes, and the entire boat, whether you're walking on the shore or whether you're, you want that lightning bolt hits to not have a... It don't go through you, it goes around you. Yeah, it's just going to out through your legs into the rest of the water, which Mm -hmm. you'll be connected to by having wet, soggy boots, right? So, yeah, I try and just douse myself as soon as it starts raining, just to be completely soaked in case lightning... No, but... (laughs) (laughs) But that is the the go-to. Yeah, that's the idea. idea. Yeah, wetter's better. 
So yeah. how did you get into fishing? My goodness. Um, my dad was a big time fisherman growing up and, uh, he had me when he was about what, 25 or so. And it was either, you know, I'm two years old. It was either go with your mom shopping, uh, or you want to come fishing with me. And I was like, mm, like I'm a little kid. I don't know. So one day he took a handful of my action figures that I loved, my G.I. Joe's and whatever I had going transformers and he put magnets on them gave me a little fishing rod put those in a kiddie pool full of water and spun it up and he's like go get your toys so i'm just trying to connect this magnet to my toys that are spinning in a circle and first one i got he was just waiting on edge to like cheer me on and i connected the magnets i'm like oh look what i got and he's like yeah you got it there you go and i was like all happy and from there on it was it was over it's about, funny what a little bit of validation, <laughs> like, you know, because we, we, we've talked about mental health a lot on the show <laughs> and it really is one of those things where, um, a little bit of validation, sure. you know, a compliment, uh, particularly to guys because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's sort of like an ongoing, like almost joke. A girl gets a compliment. It's like, oh, you're so pretty. Oh, you yeah, know, thanks. Um, uh, a guy gets a compliment. I shall treasure this for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because, you know, fundamentally as a guy. It's um, not happening on a daily day. You don't get a lot of compliments. Really? Right. Um, So then when you do, you don't know how to handle them. Mm -hmm. Right? So then it's one of those things. Like at the, a little bit of like encouragement and validation at the right time, like plots the whole rest of your life. (laughs) Yeah. Go home and write a novel after that. Thank you for that. Yes. Now I know what I'm going to do with my th- Yes, my th- I, I have a purpose now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I'm not going to be one of those old timers that, what are you doing on Sunday going golfing? It's, I don't think I'm ever going to touch golf clubs. <laughs> I might take a golf bag and put fishing rods in it and make it look like I'm, you know, going golfing, but I'm going to be one club into the lake and I'm like, all right, I'll catch up with you guys on the next hole. There's a big fish in golf courses. Yeah. This is a real thing. They put them in there to combat the ducks and the geese. Oh, really? Yeah, so they put big pike into golf courses. Huh. Just to combat all those birds. They don't want birds walking around everywhere. Initially, they were actually birds putting... birds will go after... Well, you don't want the, the ducks and geese after. all over your, your golf course. Because oh, geese are colossal assholes. And there's going to be poop everywhere. Okay. Right? Got it. So on a nice... So yeah. the pike will nip at them is, is what Yeah, you're not letting those babies reach maturity, right? Oh. They actually started with foxes. And the foxes were eating the eggs of the ducks and the geese. Great. Until someone hits a golf ball, which looks like mm, a duck egg, a goose egg. Oh. People were watching these foxes like... <laughs> Chase after your balls. <laughs> and like, what the? Just like take it and run. Another one. Yeah. Again? Like you couldn't even play a <laughs> hole. Like couldn't even do a round. So they had to get rid of the fox idea, botch that, and uh, they resorted to freshwater sharks. Yeah. Absolutely. That's really what a pike is. They absolutely are. You don't want to get your finger nipped by one, do you? No. Um, I'm pretty gutsy when it comes to handling a pike up close. I don't need pliers and all that. But mm. uh, they are a freshwater shark. I make chum when I go fishing for them in the winter. Really? Yeah. How big are they? Uh, the ones that I'm looking for? Yeah. <laughs> 40 inches. Wow. You know, so as long as this table, a little longer, they can get up to 56 inches. Yeah. So yeah. what's the biggest fish you've caught? 
Um, what was it? Okay, so I guess question. for every species, every species right? has a giant, like a max. So what's okay? What's impressive? Um, okay, any species of fish that you're catching them that are giant, but to sure. the, the main public, the people who don't fish often or don't get it enough, or even the majority of people who fish aren't dialed in on getting giants of those species. They just go out to fish. Okay. Um, so give us your resume. Okay, forty and a half inch uh, pike in Cambridge in cambridge through okay. the ice uh 16 and a quarter inch crappie which is like what yeah. like that's huge yeah so they, they don't really fish exactly uh i got an 18 inch around perch last year through the ice What? 18 inch around so his belly was yeah it ended up on wfn um via instagram what's wfn so world fishing network got it and some of my stuff, they've been paying attention to me because I'll just keep shooting them a message. Hey, check this out. Hey, what do you think of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm keeping them, I'm keeping them posted. Like, listen, I'm trying to make my own show. The yeah. old guys have done their thing. I would love to be some of the new blood, right? We got we to gotta unite and have some, some new guys coming in that are going to be... Well, because if you think about like so many of the, like, the fishing TV shows... They can be, I don't want to say boring, but like... If I can come we, and we catch want... big fish, I can be funny and I can talk a wealth of knowledge from novice angler to advanced angler and you guys are paying attention. My sister and her friends are like, I'd watch you. I don't even like fishing. I just think you're freaking hilarious. So they, yeah, they tune in to watch the episodes. You're and here on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. here we are. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> you know, the wee but, but that, that's just, um, but, that, but that's just it. Like I remember back in the day, Outdoor Life Network, that kind of yeah, thing, before yeah. they did fucking ghost shows and sure. that kind of crap. They were the place you saw the Tour de France, which as a cyclist, that was always a thing for me. And they would have like a mountain bike show every now and again. But obviously they had an ass load of hunting and fishing shows. Yeah. That's what they were known for. Yeah. That's the only place I knew to find mm-hmm. them. And then Channel 7 or whatever, you know, Saturday morning. Yeah. you And you, you, Sunday or like a lot of Sunday mornings after the sure. church shows yeah. was fishing shows. <laughs> Done with church, let's go fishing. You know? <laughs> um, but, yes! But, but that was a thing where, where most of them, you know, were were advertisements for whatever boat company or Shimano. Yeah, or, it's just 90% advertising. You know? And that's fine. 5% Somebody's got to pay fishing. for it. Oh, it's brutal. Though. You know? But, but the, way that, the way that they did it was... It, <laughs> Like, it wasn't entertaining to watch. Yeah, because you're just getting that rammed down your throat all day long. You know? I don't want to say any names, but, like, lure company after boat company after engine company. And just, like... And then, like, two seconds of the fisherman, like, talking about what he's doing. And then he's talking about all the rod and reel and the line I'm using. We got it, bro. We got it on your first 98 episodes. We we know what you're using for walleye. We know what you're using. We we're, we bought it. We went and got it. Yeah. The advertisement worked. <laughs> Let's talk about fishing. Let's talk about what the day is, what the weather is, what has changed. Why are you fishing this way? Why are you using these lures and not those? That, that's the stuff they got to hit home on. Yeah, you know, because it, it was always one of those things too that, um, and I don't, I don't know if this is just a we're only going to hire the people that are good at what they do, um, versus good looking. Because can you <laughs> think of a fishing show that's got a hot dude or lady? Maybe there's lady ones now, but yeah, every, all these. you know, and I don't know what it well, is. Your co your coworker, I don't know if she still works at Sale, but she's a big fisherman. Yeah, that's Jess. Yeah, 
Yeah, her and her boyfriend, they were always fishing, and she's got big fish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, But but she doesn't have a TV show. No. Yeah. Right. When, when it comes to a show, I mean, it's like anything. I mean, it seems like the guys in the music industry, they're not all the greatest rappers or right, greatest mm-hmm. MCs. It's uh, somehow he got in and uh, someone made him sit in the right chair at the right time, meet the right people, shake some mm-hmm. hands, and whew, it's all a dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with anything in yeah. TV. You know. Sometimes it's just timing. I'm stealing your glass of wine because you didn't touch it. That's fine. Is it good? <laughs> I want it back. <laughs> I didn't try it. What kind of wine is it? Uh, Chardonnay. Yeah, nice. a white Chardonnay. Nice. Because yeah. we had fish for dinner. That Ron nice. cooked. Yeah. And caught. Oh, it is beauty to have this many opportunities. Like in a day's time, like if I really want to, I can message the top in my opinion, best fishermen in the world, 10, 20 of them. And I might get a response back from one or two of them in mm. for what? Like it's right at your fingertips. Yeah. Everyone's complaining, you know, the internet's doing this and it, use it to your advantage. There's so many things that you can do now that you couldn't do 10 years ago, let alone 20. Mm-hmm. You don't have to follow those same avenues. You can, uh, reach out and say whatever you want to say to anyone. I can have a conversation with Will Smith right now. Will he read it? Maybe, maybe not. Will he respond? Maybe, maybe not. Mm -hmm. But there's that opportunity there. Yeah. I've had conversations with um, Dave Mercer, with um, Mm -hmm. the fishing geeks. Um, These are big fishing guys in the fishing world. And uh, it's almost like we're chatting like we're friends. Yeah. Uh, Italo, like, I'm like, what? I'm, I'm like shocked. I have to show my dad. I'm like, look, I had a conversation with the fishing geeks today. Really? Like they said, we'll go fishing. No, no, like no issues. He's like, I'd like to see that one happen. Like he's still skeptical because he's old school. Right. But I'm like, like he said, we'll go, like, we'll make it happen. Um, had conversations with Dave Mercer about bringing him out. Cause I tease these guys. Look at these fish I got today. You should come out. You should meet up. We should do something. Make film a show. 110 walleye yesterday. 110 walleye yesterday. Um, everyone has, you know, that idea that fishermen always have these tails or making stuff up, yeah. elaborating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want one of those clickers, like, I don't know what they're used for. I found one in a golf bag once. I don't know if that's for keeping par or what. I don't know. I always think of it as attendance. How many people are coming in the club? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want one of those. Right on my canoe in a spot. I can just, because you lose count after 70 something and you're covered in fish slime and and, uh, yeah, to have days like that on the water, it's not all the time, but when it is, it's like, I want to tell like the top fishermen out here to get over here. I will clearly do something with you. So what is that surprise or that myth that you're busting that you're like, hey, did you know? Like, what's the did you know here? With- For our listeners to know. Like, what is the surprise element? Oh yeah, like- um, like certain situations where water might be like, for example, we're here right now. Mm-hmm. I took you guys out fishing. We mm-hmm. didn't catch a thousand fish, mm-hmm. but I've been here before where it's been insanity. Mm-hmm. And anyone I meet on the beach is always dumbfounded. They've been coming to these cottages on Wasega beach for 40 years. I've never seen any fish here. And my question is, have you never put goggles on? Mm-hmm. Because it's, endless Mm -hmm. clean water good goggles you can Mm -hmm. have foggy goggles right but if you put your head underwater in wasega beach or any part of georgia bay okay oh yeah i'm like my own fish finder out here 
Yeah, yeah. Gauging, check out the big rocks before I decide to go fish and go for a swim, cool off, oh. and check out, see if there's anything there. Hold my breath as long as possible. And, and you'll see all the fish. Yeah, they come right to you. Oh, really? Or I set the GoPro up yeah. and leave it and walk back to shore if it's deep and just wait with my arms crossed for 20 minutes and then go retrieve my camera and then go through the footage. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to get my rod because the big ones have come in today. Yeah. And it's fishing. It's not every day. Like today, good ideal conditions. Yeah. And things were looking good, but um, we only got that one, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I had one bite. Like I was <laughs> the... The two of them were in the kayak or in the canoe, um, and I was out in your kayak. Yep. And I had one because, like, I, well, it, it was a thing where you know <laughs> you suggested maybe I got snagged, but like sure. I wasn't moving. I yep. was pulling on the rod. Yep. And it was just like just giving it some time to to sink down. Yep. And it was like rod's not moving. I'm not moving. And taught tips like over. Yeah. Oh, grabbed it. And I give it a, a pull to try to set the hook. He probably already felt the hook and spit it. He's like, Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, I don't want none of that business. You know, and, but it was like <laughs> there, there was like maybe a second of like something there. Yeah. And then gone. It's like, fishing is like policing. I was going to use this in one of my interviews. I don't think it would have went over perfectly, but in my head, it sounded great. Um, so as a police officer, you show up for duty. You're out there in the cruiser. You're all rigged to go. You've done all the training. You got all the weapons on you. You're <laughs> you're ready for you know catching the big bad guy. And it's just like the long shift of nothing happening. And then you're all complacent and you're ready to quit your shift. And then Boom. code one call, lights and sirens, everything's a go. And you're like, what? Just adrenaline from zero to hero. It's, yeah, it's that's fishing. You got to be ready when you're. You can't you can't eat a peanut butter sandwich and catch big fish. You gotta literally decide: Am I gonna eat? I'm gonna eat right now. Okay, if I'm gonna eat, can I troll? I can troll. Okay, so put the rod in the rod holder. Keep an eye on the tip, and keep moving steadily. But I'm like ready to drop my sandwich in the lake <laughs> if I get a bite. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a fascinating thing that the with the what draws people to fishing. Yeah, I think it's because, a number of things depending yeah. on where you're from or who got you into it or what species. It's usually you know. it's a species, right? Um, because mm-hmm. like if you think about like uh, I grew up both hunting and fishing, um, but we were like poor white trash people. So <laughs> it wasn't a sport. It was like that's how you ate. Sure. Um, <laughs> that's how you ate. <laughs> you know, uh, like if you wanted if you wanted protein. Sure. Uh, then you either put the time in like I ran traps with my grandfather. Um, you know, I hunted with him. You know, it's it's sort of that kind of thing where we're like back yeah, then. Hunter gatherer you know, style. Yeah. Right? Because we lived uh backing on to uh like the center of New Brunswick, right? It's just okay. all woods. Like we yeah. have bears come in the garden. Like, sure. You know, so it was one of these things where we did this stuff. Um you know, for for literally just food. It was the grocery store. Uh, and then, you know, many years later as an adult, it's like, oh, this is what people are doing with their free time. No kidding. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, before civilizations all formed. I mean, this was, a, you know, Native Indians. Native Indians, Native Americans, Natives. Yeah. Were going down and uh, hunting and gathering, uh, fishing. 
Well, one of the things is like as a kid, like I learned how the Micmac Indians did it. They didn't fish like we would think of with a rod and reel. They'd make fish traps. Yeah. Right. right. And funnel them in and uh, then you'd get caught by their gills or one way or another. Or or like a lot of times, like it'd be an M style trap made with like steaks. Mm -hmm. So it's a narrow opening. Yep. So they they get in, but then they can't find their way out. And then you've got like a trident type spear you've made. Mm -hmm. And then you just go along and you go, gunk, 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 catch the ones you want. Pull out a couple stakes so all the small shit can leave. Um, and maybe catch a couple of the small ones and just gut them. And just throw their guts in. Yeah. Use it as chum. And that's what or draws bait, the next right? pile in. Yep. Mm. Right? Like that's how, it's funny, that's actually how I learned to fish. Yeah, which is illegal, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, well, how did she point that out? Yeah. You know. No, just like for, you know, people wondering. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because like, like it's, a, it's a great survival technique. Yeah. Sure. Because it's a reliable way to catch yeah. fish. Like on Survivor, they're breaking all the rules. Yeah. But yeah, if I was on Survivor, totally. oh my goodness. You know. I would never go hungry. Yeah. I'd be getting bigger. The only guy to get on Survivor. What is he doing? It's just constantly, I'm going to go get some water and then like go fishing real quick and eat some oysters and some clams and come back like a glutton, just full working out on after challenges. What is he doing? He's putting away some protein he ate all day. Yeah. That guy is getting big. Look <laughs> at him. <laughs> all of, whether it's hunting or fishing, I always thought of these things as like work. Right, like like yeah. a, like a kid, you know, taking out the garbage or sure. there were chores for me. Yeah, hunting right? and fishing was a chore, eh? To you, because like, because it's like a grandfather. It's like okay, boy, come on. Sure, right. And so it, it, it's funny because you know, like paddling around today and casting, and you know, I had one bite. I didn't, you know, <laughs> um, but I was kind of like surfing through the waves a little bit and bobbing around in a kayak. Like I had fun. Yeah, you know. So so it, it, I'm getting far enough away from it that I don't every time go. I have yeah, that same feeling when your mom says, take out the garbage. I got you. Because that's what I grew up doing, right? It was like whether it was working in the garden or going and, you know, hunting or going the trap line or fishing. To me, those were like, oh, do I have to? Right? Totally. And now now it's a, a thing where, you know, like I've dabbled in fly fishing over the last, I don't know, five, ten years. And it's kind of like a neat kind of archery type skill thing. It's the high end addition of fishing if you're going to. You're gonna fly. You're gonna be a fly fisher. Yeah, you're gonna be doing that. That's a little different. Yeah, a little different. You can well, wear your golf clothes and go fly fishing. You know, you're, uh, <laughs> you can with your, with either your hip, or with your hip weight. Yeah, you're not getting wet. You're not getting dirty. You're probably not even gonna touch the fish. It's not uh, good for I, you. You net them and just with your pliers, just pop them. There we go. Not even get a picture in the net. There we go. That's how it's done. That's the. That's the great poupon of fishing, I guess. But uh, I try and, and use a little bit of what they teach and what they offer with fly fishing with what I do. Matching the hatch, mm. always go to a lake, catch a few fish with whatever I use. Mm. And then when I'm dicing them up, if I'm going to eat a few, I always go through their stomach. What were they actually eating? Oh, interesting. And then it's just like, boom, crayfish, really? Trout in this river eating crayfish? Just full, his whole entire stomach. A few bugs, a few nymphs, the more digested it is. You can't really yeah. make out what everything is, but it's uh, sometimes a shock. I actually caught a, a brown trout three years ago um, in Whiteman's Creek in Burford, Ontario. And just after opener, water's super cold. Um, 
I'm holding up this trout, it's about 24 inches, holding up for a photo. I got my camera on timer and I keep like trying to check it. Okay, check the photo. Ah, I need another one. Did about three or four. And I hold up this fish and I'm looking, I'm smiling. And something is touching my finger while I had this fish in my hand. It was a, an eel. It was an eel, a lamprey. It was coming out of the stomach of the brown trout alive like this. Oh my God. And coming over and trying to attach onto me while I'm like smiling like, hey, look at this fish I got. I can feel something tickling me. It was a lamprey coming out trying to clasp those circular round mouths with all those rows of What's teeth. What's a lamprey? It's, so like, it's a, like an eel type sucker type ugh. thing. But there's just like, if you look at its mouth, it's like rows and rows and rows. Of teeth? Yeah, just oh my God. endless. Yeah, so they suck onto the side of, we caught uh, one the other day fishing for salmon out here in Georgian Bay. Big lamprey on the side of the salmon. And uh, you're supposed to report them and let them go. And they're a sign of healthy water. Oh. Yeah. So um, I called mine in. I didn't know all this. I, I called them in uh, a few weeks after because I saw it in the book. I'm like, oh, look at this. It says to report them. Let, let people know where you found them. And I let them know and what size it was and everything. And I wasn't sure to let it, let it go or kill it or, you know, some people don't know. What is this damn thing? Mm-hmm. But uh, I let it go. Luckily, I didn't. Uh, kill this thing on site but uh, that's what a lot of people will do because you look at it and go goddamn space alien yeah exactly. smash, smash, smash. <laughs> it's exactly it that's exactly how you feel when you see one of them they're crazy looking and in the net or on the ground they're just like alive like, You're like whoa I, so that's not what you would normally think the lake trout would eat is that what you're saying um we caught it on a big salmon right but um they find like so they're in the ocean too they'll mm-hmm. be on sharks is that the same thing? No, those are remoras, I think. Are they remoras? I think I thought so. they were lampreys, too. Well, maybe. Um, so they're on all kinds of fish, but uh, salmon and that one was on a brown trout. Did I say lake trout earlier? Maybe I did. Yeah, big salmon out in the in the bay here. That was a fight. 20-pound salmon. Wow. 20-pound salmon took about 35 minutes to bring in. We were downrigging, had about 160 feet of line out. Fishing in uh, 93 feet of water. Beauty. People don't know there's bass here. Everyone I meet on the beach is like, you ever catch anything here? I'm like, let me show you some photos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me show you a quick video of this rock that you swim at. Oh, yeah, a flat rock? And then I'll show them and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, all the time. You ever catch anything like recently? I'm like, these? Yesterday? What? And you've seen some of the photos. They almost look doctored, right? Yeah. <laughs> You must be holding it out. Yeah, they're big. We call them toads in the fishing world. If you got a bass that's... We call them toads because when you find a toad in the woods, he's all foldy and he's got all these like shoulders and append... Like every part of him is just folded up like a toad. So when you catch one of these dinosaur-looking fish, it looks prehistoric. Like, oh, it's totally. A, it's a toad. That's just the consensus in the bass world now. Everyone knows what a toad is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, is that, and that's the funniest part is like from a a fishing standpoint something big like you know trophy to show off <laughs> but uh i know say like from a trout standpoint like a six seven pounder yeah which isn't huge sure those are great for everything great they're the eating, great eaters great smoker but when you get like a really big one they're not as good to eat no no everything's like that so I wouldn't be eating the biggest of every species. Just the amount of um, mercury that's going to be in that fish. Yeah. It doesn't matter how clean the lake is. 
And there's guides that they were giving out years ago. I don't think they're giving them out anymore. They might do a revamp of them. But when you were buying your fishing license, they were giving you a book that was all your rules and for each section. And then they were given the secondary one. It was saying every lake throughout Ontario, if you know the name of it, it'll tell you what kind of fish are in it mm-hmm. and what the safe um, size to eat out of that particular lake is. Oh, okay. And I was using the book all backwards. I was going, I've often passed Eagle Lake. What's in there? And it would tell me each species. I'm like, it's got walleye? We're going. So like it was neat because it named all the fish in it. Yeah. So I was using it like that. But um, yeah, you try and want to eat the smaller fish always. Mm-hmm. The less time it's lived in that lake, mm-hmm. the less um, harmful chemicals to your body um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have in it and the more of them you can eat. So you and might be able to eat, it says like, it'll seriously have a guide, literally have a guide and say one 24 inch bass per year out of one lake because it's that old, it has that much mercury in it. And there's not really a professional way to pull mercury out of the meat. Mm. I mean, there's ideas where you can set it in milk for two days mm. and just let it pull out the poison and then cook it. But who wants to eat food that you got to suck the poison out? Yeah, no kidding. I don't yeah. want to think about just that. Just eat small ones. Yeah. And people always ask me, oh, just cook it up. I'm like, okay, another thing, most importantly, is these fish are the generations of smallmouth bass. For the next 20 or 30 years, these big, I call them baby makers, because these are this is Grandma Simpson here. We're letting her go. Mm-hmm. We want her brood. We want those genes, the strong genes to get to full mm. maturity to be out here. And a big fish, like a 23 and a half inch smallmouth mm-hmm. bass, yeah. um, they're producing eggs that are way bigger. Mm-hmm. I, you could swear there's almost baby fish in each egg as it's getting laid. And a smaller fish, just by a few years or a few inches, really? it's smaller eggs with not that much potency to making those eggs uh, survive until maturity. So yeah, do your part and learn what, what these big fish are uh, yeah, catch the big fish, but let them go. Yeah, get a picture, get a video, but and then, treat them with care. Don't just throw them back in the lake. Like, let this fish yeah, go as slow them. as possible. And there's wrong and right ways to revive a fish. And swinging it back and forth, wa- passing water through the back of its gills backwards mm. is drowning the fish. Mm. So this is a big misconception that people don't know that I think still kind of do to this day. But you just hold that fish in place in the water. He'll get his bearings. He might need a minute or two. He just went through a boxing match with you. Yeah. So his lactic acid is through the roof. And yeah. he's just, he's hurting. He's got to catch his breath again. But you don't got to do anything special. You just hold him in, in the, the water. water and then Aimed just... into the, the little bit of wind or whatever. The water that's coming at him is going straight, streamlined down his body. Mm-hmm. And when he's ready, he'll let you know. He'll kick his head off a little bit and see you later. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, eat the small ones. That's it. Let the big ones go. Because they're going to make more little ones. Oh, baby makers. Hashtag baby makers. Yeah. What are some other big tips that people don't know about? Oh my goodness, with fishing, I could go on for days. Let's just start at the top. So you want to increase your odds of catching big fish or having a great day. Let's say you don't get out a lot. Time it so that your day off is full moon, west wind, storm moving in. A storm coming in the next 24 hours, the fish are all going to want to eat because it's almost like an alarm going off in their head going, eat, 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 eat. 
biometric pressure changing. It's pushing down on them. And it's just this alarm that's saying, you're not going to be able to eat during the storm. Mm. You got to go eat now because we don't know when the storm's going to end, yeah, how yeah. murky the water's going to be, right. how rough it's going to get, what you're going to be able to see as an alternative to eat for three, four days. So that's the storm moving in. You don't have to go out for all three, but a full moon, it's just, that's like the solar calendar. You can find that in... Um, oodmag.com so it's ontario out of doors magazine uh, .com they have like the solar calendar available to see each month it'll say like best bite time in the a.m best bite time in the Mm -hmm. and p.m for each day and when those full moons are showing up and uh yeah the west wind is the best wind so you've got north don't go forth my dad taught me all this and it's so true those northeast southwest winds north don't go forth it's just cold. It's not going to be good. You catch more fish at Costco. Uh, east is the least. Just forget it. Like, just go home. I know you had an idea to fish. West is the best. And south's in the mouth. So north, east, southwest. So if you can follow that and write that down and just go, you had plans to go today, but it's just east. It depends on south where you're from, too. South's in the mouth. So it's another good one. Hmm. It means you're going to eat. It's just something to rhyme got it, it with. Got it, got it. <laughs> So now, what is it about the lunar moon? It's just the activity, animal activity. The funny part from the homework I did with the moon is talking to police officers and talking to police officers and talking to just people who hunt. The moon is really doing quite a few things. People who work out are also paying attention to the moon because hmm. they'll see that they weigh a little bit less on a full moon because the gravity's changed a little bit and the molecular structure of oxygen in your brain and all that is just a little more everything's a little bit fluid you're just more uppity like your your mind's in a different place when uh, the full moon and cops hate the full moon <laughs> now i wonder like and i haven't looked into so this, much more activity but when the when the full moon because that's out basically where it's positioned picking up sunlight mm-hmm. but i wonder if it's actually closer to the earth you yeah, know, we might get further away. We or, might get pulled into the. Um, you know, like if like if, if there's some effect on gravity there. They do say that there is. It's yeah, a few but pounds, it, like but two is or it, three pounds. Or is something. it is it because it's further I away? Know. It makes me wonder because if too. it's further away, that makes sense because there would be less pull, so you'd feel lighter. And because if it's further away, then it'll pick up more sunlight because you know there's less Earth in the way. Mm-hmm. Is there a correlation between the full moon and tides, or is that completely? Separate? Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. 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 the, yeah. so the, the tides, tides are tied to the moon. Right. So then the tides. How do the tides affect the fish? Um, the we're not really seeing too much of that in the Great Lakes and in these small bodies of water that I fish. Okay. Tidal influence. Whereas the ocean, it's the ocean's story. so much larger that you get that. You know. 25 30 feet of water gone for hours right. on end and then slowly comes back or f- quickly comes back yeah i'm not seeing too much of that in the great lakes or in these small bodies of water that i fish but uh, yeah all i know is those that's a staple it's like the beginning of my song for my for my um for my fishing shows full moon west wind storm moving in lunker hunting me and one of my best friends right and just it goes on from there but those three as a premise it's uh yeah you or can't go wrong and one of any of the three two of the three or all three and you're you're going to catch that many more fish they're just active mm-hmm. and hunters too they'll notice there's a lot more deer on the move a lot more rabbits running around turkeys whatever you're after ducks and geese when the the sulinar cal- calendar is saying 
that it's going to be uh, a lot of activity. Yeah, so that's a, a thing for people to sort of schedule. If you can schedule your days off yeah. in advance. <laughs> I know people who swear by that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's well. that's yeah. number one for me. Yeah. What's number two? Uh, windblown shorelines. So in any lake, you're going to have uh, wind, whether it's a light wind or a large wind, blowing um, into one shoreline on the entire lake or one point. Yeah. And that wind, if it's for six, seven, eight hours, the stronger that wind has been, if it's a longer period, even better. It's bringing food into the... That's it. So it's blowing the algae. It's blowing mm. the little bit of debris. Minnows will get caught in that. Right. And then big fish follow. For sure. And uh, it's sense. not a joke. Like I thought, yeah, maybe not all the time. And people have their favorite spots on a lake. But I've learned to forget my spots know those spots but every time i go to a lake i watch the wind the day prior for like 24 hours i'm on the weather network like just checking what's it going to do east west okay west and i'll keep an eye on it and then in my mind or on a piece of paper print off uh, a picture of the lake and just draw some lines for how long they are and i just do it on the side of the page and then i'll be like okay so if it kept going arrow 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 most of the arrows were going northwest i'm going to hit that northwest side and check out where these fish are actively feeding because wherever the minnows are the the fish the actively feeding fish will be and almost every lake if it's any good size at all has that's the main food source is the minnows swimming around in the lake so windblown shorelines wherever waves have been crashing you just back up fish about 40 feet out into shore Hmm. And you'll, you'll, I think most anglers, if they're listening, uh, know exactly what I'm talking about. Winds, just get the windblown char line, windblown points. When it, it's a fascinating thing because there's so many parts to every <laughs> pursuit. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. The, the, the subtleties. Absolutely. You know, like if I'm teaching somebody how to mountain bike or I'm teaching somebody how to climb, um, the the base concepts right yeah. like oh okay when you know you you use a lure <laughs> or whatever that is like whatever the fish are eating sure but it's those subtleties yeah, and that's the next thing is it's almost like okay you guys are asking the main questions but then there's all those subtleties where speed is something um, color is going to be another thing what have they have have the fish just eaten for four or five days. So you might be impossible to get fish. It's perfect conditions. But have you been here fishing five days in a row and caught 60 fish, 50 fish, 60 fish, 90 fish? If you don't know any of that, you're going out. Yeah, full moon, west wind, a whole nine yards. It's like like I said. But there's nothing biting. But you've gotten fish at this lake before. It might just be that conditions were right for them to gorge on food with no storm, no murky water, with no, right? So they're full. They're just there. Uh, certain things like you know that I'm paying attention to, like I want the sun in front of me, not behind me. Right. Trying to look where the seagulls are coming down a lot because obviously they're probably picking up like fish or minnows or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they so were today. You know, so that's I was what new. I, I haven't seen that before. Yeah, so that's what I was looking for. Um, but yeah, like it's it, 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 it's that kind of thing of like 
uh, it doesn't help that my glasses aren't polarized. Yeah, hard to see everything. When, it, when we're, we're like, especially we're over when here. It, especially, well, I can see you guys. Okay. But it, more when it's oh. glary in the yeah, water, yeah. you can't see through the water. Yeah, I kept saying how important they were. You know. Um, and they are. Yeah. And I, my, some of my buddies will leave their glasses at home. They get to where they're going. They just like put on the brakes, smack themselves in the forehead, and have to go buy polarized glasses or go home. They'll just go home. Like, it's not worth it. Yeah, because if you can't see what you're... Yeah. Like, if I'm right over, I can look down and see, oh, sure. there's the rocks. Just barely. You know. Yeah. But like polarize, it's like you're taking the glare, glare all of it. You're, you're able to see amazing amounts. of. I, I am so... Man, I didn't have polarized glasses for years. My buddy would always make fun of me. Why don't you have glasses? And then I like put his on. I'm like, yeah, I see the difference. And then like, I wasn't really... I was like, yeah, so what? But he looked funny. So that was my thing. He had raccoon, you know, like white eyes, take his glasses off, and his wife's making fun of him. We can't even take family photos. Look at you, Chris. <laughs> we'll see. Then he just should white He eyes. should just be wearing some sunblock in between. Yeah, that's, that's a you tough know. one because it's windburn. Out on a boat, yeah. you're getting mm. windburn. He's going 120 to get from spot to spot. Sunburn, and I think something else burn. Well, wife, but wife it, burn. She's beating his ass when he gets home. <laughs> you look ridiculous. But it's, it's the same thing we run into, like mountain climbing, right? Because you got to have the glasses on, or else you go snow blind. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So then you you get back from like a like a mountain climbing trip if it's been sunny out, and you have raccoon eyes, right? Because you've been yeah. up, you know, with, you're getting all that glare off the snow. And he told so my buddy Chris told his wife that it's normal, right? And then she meets me and she saw my Instagram and it's just loaded up with big fish pics. And she's like, Chris, why doesn't Ronnie's eyes look like a freaking raccoon? Look at all the fish he catches. And he's all like arguing. It's different. I got a big boat. And he's just got a stupid canoe. And he's all like trying to downsize <laughs> what I do. And <laughs> You know, it's like if, if you're and that that's the funny part. It's like you're out bass fishing. Yeah. In a canoe, mm-hmm. not a bass boat. Yeah, it's a surprise, you know. And I think I think that's always one of those things that. For every dude who's like justified to his wife, oh, well, I need that forty thousand sure. dollar boat. Sorry, guys, and ladies, he's lying to you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because really, we were maybe a hundred meters offshore. Yeah, a lot yeah. of it less. Yeah. And uh, any and waves bigger than that, your bass boat uh, engine, you got to have that out of the water, like have it so that it's not going to crash down and smack any of these unmarked rocks because all these rocks weren't marked. And any issues with a bass boat, a seventy thousand dollar bass boat or hundred grand, it's a Ferrari. Any yeah. issues? That's why I never really picked one up. It's just wow. What well, flat tire on a Ferrari is? Yeah. You know, and we're all poor white trash people. Like we can't afford to fix a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but that that's that's that kind of thing. Like I, you know, at work we sell a ton of fishing kayaks. Sure. Um. And and it's become like the new bass boat. Yeah, it's way cheaper. Till they see what I'm running, and you then know. everyone wishes they had one of these. You know, custom flat bottom, flat back canoes with a trolling motor, and I got everything in there. It's beautiful, yeah. right? Yeah, super you know. stable, super quiet. It's not like we were hanging I on for dear cool life. I thought it was cool how you had um, the foam mats at the bottom yeah. of your, your canoe. Man, you're telling everyone all my secrets. I am. <laughs> So I put these foam mats in, uh, use them for ice fishing too, because it's super cool to keep your feet off the ice, that much more of a degree of not getting cold feet, no matter what kind of boots you got, but also splashing of minnows or 
splashing of fish or the ice melting, all those sort of things. I just translated it through into my boat. I'm like, I'm kind of known for being super silent, too quiet. My buddy's laughing. Dude, what are you worried about? Fish can't hear. Fish can't see you doing that. Bro, you're wearing bright yellow t-shirt. Can you take that off? Did you put cologne on? Like, I have all these checks that I got to do. <laughs> That's anti-fish ointment. Take that off. He's got sunscreen. No sunscreen. You were going to wear one of these. I'm not wearing this sombrero-looking hat. Listen. Oh, yeah. You told me to wash my hands today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's why we didn't catch anything. It didn't work. <laughs> I forgot about that. One key factor. And I have had some banana chips, too. Oh, banana. So she knows about the... <laughs> bring a banana on the boat. Get no oh, I busted that. That myth. Mm, banana peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. You know it. I yeah. bring all this stuff with me. Yeah, yeah but that's... They're superstitions. Is that why you're bringing yeah. that up? The yeah. banana on the boat? Yeah. I'm not worried. I have done it and not caught anything. I'm like, mm. <laughs> And then a, a, a guy that I follow, big YouTube following, uh, uh, Aaron Weeb on Cut Angling. He did a, an episode where he brought like 700 bananas on the boat with him and they went and slayed the joint. So in the background, you see all these bananas... And it just looks like, this is bananas. I'm like, what is all these bananas about? And he's, it's just beating down that stigma. Yeah. And they slayed the joint. It was like, they had to edit because it was just, another one, another one, got one, hooked up, another one, <laughs> there's one, got one. Yeah. It's one of those fascinating things because um, fundamentally, I think, even if you're, you're catch and release, there, there's part of our primeval brain sure it's like i got food yeah right like they're the we're so disconnected i think that's why like fishing and hunting the reward to it oh it's insane right is the is the idea of like i can feed myself yeah it's it's a great feeling you to know be able to sort through them too yeah like sometimes i'll have 120 fish in a day and i'll go i'll keep one at the end and i'm letting them go right down to the bitter end of the day running out of live bait running out of whatever's working running out of light and i'm like i'll keep one in 20 minutes i'll keep the last fish and then i won't get one for a bit and i'm like hmm, was i too cocky mm-hmm. and then another cast and i got one i'm like that's a perfect eater and yeah. it's end of the day i let 120 fish go and i caught one 14 inch right in the spectrum of perfect eater um you caught how many fish in a day seriously like 120 130 really? yeah in the fall in how many hours uh about nine Wow. I'll, put, I'll put in a full day of fishing, no problem. Wow. Oh, and the fall is my favorite time. They, The walleye do something called the gold run, where they just, you can go to a lake with walleye, and they will eat all day long. It doesn't matter where you put your line. It's just they got to put on that feed bag. They get this big plump belly on them, the walleye, in the fall, mm-hmm. and they get a gold tinge to them. So they change from like a, a tigery brown and beige color to like a really sheen of gold on them and you're like wow and they eat so well in the fall right through when the ice forms mm-hmm. and you saw how heavy my boat was i don't know if you could gauge but we've mm-hmm. me and my dad have um layered it with layers and layers of paint and fiberglass i was gonna say it was heavier than normal yeah heavier than normal for a canoe. because he knows that i push it to the limits i'll go out and break through ice in December at that forms oh with your boat yeah so I'll punch through the ice to get out to the open water you should meet David Lee <laughs> yeah, yeah he, I know, he's not much of a fisherman but he takes his canoe places nobody should take his no, canoe that's awesome yeah yeah well I'd love to know what the limits are <laughs> 
he takes them to places that oh yeah shouldn't take boats. Water's like, optional. yeah like his, oh, his, yeah. Jo- his joke about like canoe trips is like the water's optional it's like oh you know he finds like a, a he likes to go where it's uncharted you mm-hmm. know like a, a a canoe route from like the the voyageurs back in the oh 1700s yeah you know like in historical documents and they you know they they've written down Jeez, where they went where they like, were and it's like, oh well, I'll try to go there. <laughs> meanwhile, like the waterway, yeah, there's it's dams completely changed. And, like all of a sudden, it's like he's got like a you know miles of just dragging it up dry creeks and <laughs> dry creek beds. You know, with all his camping gear. Back and, in 1941, when this know. was a river. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you just this was a hell of a spot for smallmouth bass. You know, and walleyes. You know, but that that's it's the sort of the running gag with him. Yeah, he's known as the passionate paddler and passionate peaker. Now he's got a new Instagram called The Pursuit of Passion. Cool. That's his MO, huh? Uh, yeah, like it, 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 and that's sort of one of those things. It's like fundamentally, I think the thing that attracts us to anybody is the passion. Sure. Right? Like, and that's the thing with, with you and fishing. Oh, I'm stupid with it. Yeah. You know. uh, I could show you something funny. It'd only take me a few seconds, but I have a a tower of tackle that I have here. And I had liquefied a lot of it because I was kind of in a spot where I needed money. And I was like, I got to sell some of this. So I made up little tackle boxes for 70 bucks a pop, just filled to the brim with. Oh, wow. And just sold them. Kijiji, 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 just nonstop. And then um, I bought about $5,000 worth of hard lures and soft plastic off of my buddy just selling they called it a lot of tackle a lot like lot um he had a friend that had passed away um that was super passionate about fishing so he had all this stuff and they didn't know what to do with it and it was all like brand new in packages he just he'd come home from a tournament he'd tell him how he did he'd tell him what to use and this guy would go on the internet and order it and he didn't have enough time to get out all the time he was an it guy but he had uh, unfortunately passed away and had all this tackle. So I went and I think I gave him 500 bucks for, I wanted like one eighth of it. And they're like, yeah, just all this, that's fine. 500, sure. And then I took that home and found what I wanted in it. And I have so much tackle now. It just looks ridiculous. If I could, I would bring it all with me. And that's what guys on bass boats do. All this underground storage in their boats. They can put everything they want, organized. They know it's all there. So I have a ton of tackle, and it can become... Obsession. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be like that with material. I used to quilt. I used to have like yeah. enough material I could open up a store. You could do whatever you want. Well, you know, and that's a funny thing. Yeah. I, and I think that's part of one of the things that always attracted me to fly fishing. Yeah. <laughs> is I have like a little package of... So small. Flies. Okay. I can, my rod goes in a, you know, a case yeah, that I can strap to my backpack. It's real tiny. Um, and that's it. I know. Right? Well, obviously, if you're, if you're going to be wading or what have you, sure. then you might have your, you know, your net and your, your wading stick and your waders and, you know, what have you. But, but fundamentally, you've got a rod and your seasonal <laughs> flies, whatever it is for that exactly. time of year. Yeah. Um, the hatch, what's there. Yeah, and What's so crawling through the water or on top of it, you're not. You don't have like this, like you know, snap-on size toolbox of. Uh, uh, oh, it's endless. Tackle. Fishing is like what? What style? What type of lure are you using today? Well, I'm going to use one of 38 things. That's usually how I think, even here where I know what they want. 
Yeah. I didn't tie on anything today. I had two, three rods. I used two of them. Went from spy bait to uh, wacky rig in a mega bass Senko. And I know that's what they want. One's a slow approach, finesse approach, and one's uh, cover water. Just keep covering water. If they don't tag that and you feel a little nibble or a little tick, they were messing with us today. I've caught in quite a few of these fish out here before and let them go. And they're not, people think fish are stupid. These fish got brains. They're like, nah, I don't, I don't want to be a wall piece. Not just yet. I don't want to be stuffed on nobody's wall. I'm just, mm, that, they still yeah. feel it in their face. Like, ah, yeah. that hook, I mean, it set me back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were talking about not pressuring an area too much. In other words, yeah. you know, don't overfish an area where they, Absolutely. they immediately are frightened of you. You have to. Well, yeah. If, if so, not pressuring a spot too much. We roll up on the big rock and I'm like, okay, this is a good spot. We put in about, I don't know, eight, ten casts. And then I kind of, the wind was moving us around, but I was like, ah, let's go to another spot. But naturally, that's what I do. I don't want to put 60 casts on one spot because if the fish that are there are finicky to begin with, they don't hit the first cast. They're kind of like gauging, what was that? And then the next cast might be the same lure, but I'm trying to make it look like there's a few minnows coming through here. So Mm -hmm. each cast is the same bait. You want to make it look like the fish are schooling. Oh, comes another one. Just imagine what he's seeing. So I'm always thinking like what the fish is looking at. If mm. there's, let's, so I imagine this. Okay. Yeah. Be consistent. Give them the kind of the same thing. And you can trigger a bite. You can turn fish on to bite. Make them want your lure. Don't try and find what they're eating. Show them there's, right? Pull 15 casts through here and then move. Nothing bit. There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if I was a fish looking at all those minnows go by, well, well, I would have lunged at one of them. Because I if moved that road, yeah. around, right? I didn't just put it in the same cast. It was one's a little closer to him coming right towards where I think he might be staged on that big rock in, in the shade or mm. off to the left or off to the right. Yeah, because if you, if, you, if you do like half a dozen casts in a specific spot and you get nothing. He's probably not interested or there's definitely not a fish there. Yeah. But also if you stay there too long without pads on the bottom of my boat, which so many reasons but number one is sound all the sound that you drop a little split shot it'll go dink on the bottom of your boat and that's mm-hmm. just super loud to a fish especially when you're six feet of water mm-hmm. but all those pads keep everything super quiet so if i can come out there and non-exist make a few casts move away non-exist like i was never there like mm-hmm. no one's ever fished that spot i can come back to it 20 minutes mm-hmm. half an hour when that sun crests right on the edge there where it's going down that's the best bite time ever Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you don't high pressure a spot, you can come back to it and uh, it can well, turn on. Yeah, because that's the thing I found with like uh, fishing streams, where if you get like the tributaries mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the average person doesn't want to hike into. Sure. Yeah. You get fish that have never been fished before. That's it. But they more, jump at everything. More inclined to bite. Yeah. You know, whereas if you're down, <laughs> like. You, I've taken Catherine down to, to Slate Run, Pennsylvania to mm, do the Black Forest Trail. Yeah. I've fished down there before. And, and everybody, what's there? Uh, it's basically all brown trout. Is it sweet? Um, it's like a 
world debt like a like a that's awesome you get, you get fucking germans flying into fly yeah. fish there catch the german browns yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> but it, 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 because people will fly in from all around the world to, like sweet because they they put in like twenty thousand pounds okay. really 18 inch or bigger nice every that's, spring that's, those are ideal stalkers right um in addition to whatever native stock sure. is there already um but in Pine Creek, which is the main, it's funny, they call it Creek, but it's a huge fucking river. Is it? Um, <laughs> well, that's where everybody will be because th- th- there's a road along it and it's easy accessible. Mm-hmm. So you get any of the tributaries up in the valleys that you had to hike over a, yeah, you know. Like, why would I go into all that? A mountain pass to get right to? Sure. You, you get fish that, you know, you just dab your line. You don't have to, you know, fancy cast, nothing. Sure. Just like dig, dig, dig. Like you could do a tenkara <laughs> rod, right? With no reel. <laughs> um, you know, it's like Japanese fly fishing, right? Like, you know, with a bamboo rod. And you're catching shit because the fish don't know any better, mm-hmm. right? You're the ones down, you know. Yeah, there probably are more fish in the main river. Sure. But they're not, they're, they're more skittish. Yeah, right. right? Because they've seen it all. There's so many more people. And I got wounds and scars and memories. Yeah. <laughs> don't need anything green. Harry, don't need anything green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you're drop dropping some like little pink, you know, uh, fuzzy eggs. Yeah. You do that up top. Yeah, it's on fire. You know, it's like, oh, look, fish, fish, fish. You know, you feel like a superhero. Down there, it's like you actually have to, you know. Man, it's, it's crazy because every year... I swear that I'll, I'll think I was so stupid the year before because of the 38 things that I learned that next year. And every year I look back, I'm like, I was so dumb. And then I always think like, I'm on top of it. I'm figuring it out. I'm always trying to learn one or two things per day when I'm going out. Okay. Um, but I always look back the year prior, just 12 months. And I'm like, wow. Like this year I have a mission where I want to learn panfish through the ice and you make your weakest uh, suit your strongest asset. You go out there and you're like, I mastered panfish through the ice. Mastered it. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, how do you say that? When you tell them what you did, I put minnows in my back um, pond, which is really shallow, let it freeze over, augged a hole, and then used an ice fishing rod and caught minnows with such sensitive um, of a setup like you could watch the minnow bite the tip of your rod and it's like this micro little spring you put on the end and you fed your line through it attached your rod and you're fishing for minnows so (laughs) if i can catch minnows they have a really light bite a panfish bites really light through the ice too it's it's really hard to see to that you notice notably Mm. saw a bite so to catch minnows through my backyard and catch a dozen minnows through the ice i got this figured out yeah. So I'm going to go do what Mike does now. And then I'm sending Mike pictures of giants that I got on a lake that he thought he was good at. And I'm like, listen, you taught me something. It's like he showed me the way and I ran with it. No, but I think I think that's one of the things like anybody who's listening, if if you're like, you know, you go, uh, I, I like your show. I like listening to the rock climbing episodes, <laughs> you know, if that's what you're into. Um <laughs> But like fishing isn't your thing. Like fundamentally, the the understanding of passion. Yeah. Right. And and that 
that I, a, a Japanese Kaizen principle, right, is really what we're talking about at work, right? And it, it applies to everything you do, mm-hmm. whether it's fishing, whether it's rock climbing, whether it's backpacking or mountain biking or just being a better human being is that incremental improvement, right? Every day I'm going to be a little better than I was yesterday. Yeah. And if you apply that to whatever it is you do, whether it's, you know, fishing or, or your job or, you know, and if, if, you, if you adopt that as like a life principle. Totally. You know, you run into that thing where, where um, you know, you, you said that it's like, I, there's just, I want to get something each day, yeah, right? To be a little bit better. So, yeah. Well, you, it, it, uh, it's the sand pile analogy that I always use, right? Um, if I give you a mountain of sand and I tell you I want it moved, you know, 100 meters away. Well, day one, you get your wheelbarrow and your shovel and you start shoveling. And you don't seem to have gotten anywhere, right? You know, a full day. Sure. And then day two, you still don't have gotten anywhere. But you keep at that. Yeah. And give it a period of time. And before you know it, right? Like, and this applies to working out. It applies to everything in life. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? That, you know, small improvements every day in a month, six months, a year. You will you will become somebody you don't recognize. Yeah, no kidding. Right, as far as your skills, as far as your your approach to life, all of these no, things. It's so true. Because all of those improvements are cumulative, yeah. and it builds up over time. That you be you you reach <laughs> a point where you're like, you look back and go, I can't believe, yeah, where I was. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, or right? I ate that way, or I can't believe I would, right? Yeah. I think they need to make a, a really good fishing game now that we're able to play online. And we, I just think of all these, this, this fantasy of being able to jump online and go fishing on a tournament with my cousin and teach him how to fish in a tournament with me. And we're oh, cool. on the same boat. Oh, some saltwater flats. Not even just the freshwater stuff. Just keep it local. Keep it, just well, make it as, most, the, as what, real what, as you can. But one of the cool things <laughs> that, that you run into with video games is the fact that, you know, you can go to all these different places. Sure. Right, without going anywhere. Yeah, you know? know. Yeah, salt water, fresh water. Yeah, so, so Georgian Bay, wherever. So, what do you think? Just as a, it just made me start to think about what's what's been happening with COVID. Mm. Right? Do you see more people out fishing, or? Oh man, uh, for me, I did see a big pick. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think people got into fishing. It was one thing that was a, able you were able to do. Yeah. Well, because if you think about Especially like escape, right? Oh my goodness! I was self quarantining out in my ice hut in March fifteenth. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Driving up to Barrie, Lake Simcoe, uh, no traffic. Oh my mm-hmm. god, that's one thing I don't miss about COVID being here. Was the traffic was amazing. I was able to see Scarborough and Mississauga for like what it is. Like, there's no cars. I'm like, where am I? It's <laughs> yeah. Scarborough. I'm like, really? That's what it looks like yeah, without yeah. thirty eight transport trucks and. 700,000 cars on the road. Like, I literally would wave to people who would pass me or we'd be in the same, you know, it's like four lanes wide. I wouldn't see anyone. Like, 70 cars on the way up in March. It was crazy. My buddy, he was like, this 
feels like oh, I am legend. Like he's like, <laughs> there's no one. I'm like, it's crazy, right? Like, look at this. And we were getting video of it because it was like, we got to document this. Like, what's next? It was a shock to us being on the road. Well, there was such a strange thing too because we couldn't go mountain biking because all the trails were closed because Brutal. of COVID. We couldn't rock climb because all the trails were closed because of COVID. Um, so it was a thing where like I was off work for two months. Mm-hmm. We're working out. Yeah, what are we gonna do? But we worked out a lot. Yeah. But we couldn't do anything. Yeah. Right. Like I had you're all pumped up, like you're in a jail cell. Like yeah, giant. We're looking about uh, looking at all the uh, YouTube videos by prison mates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. What do they you know? even call that? Uh, thug workout, right? Yeah, like using like a, the bars and doing chin ups and push ups till your heart's content. Because your homie on your shoulder and doing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was it was one of those things that but if you fish. Oh, Nobody was, was saying you couldn't go on the lake. You know what? It was it was good. You uh, can't go it was to the good river for the yeah. beginning, and then it was a big question mark because then it was like, hey, I'm going to go to Niagara on Niagara Falls from Cambridge, which is about an hour and a half with no traffic. It was like 40 minutes. Um, that's doing the speed limit. Um, but it was such a shocker. It was like, okay, are the parks open? And there was so many different. Everyone did. No one knew. Yeah, like I was talking to fishermen online throughout the states and friends that I play with uh, on PlayStation, and I was like, "What's it like where you guys are at? Are you guys allowed to go to this provincial parks? Are you guys allowed to?" I'm trying to go fishing. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble. And then it was like, you know, if that person isn't in your family or you're not married, you can't be in the same vehicle. So I, I tried to abide by all the rules, best of my ability. But going fishing by myself, no one was really stopping me. So I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. So nothing really changed for me for like four months. I always fish alone. I go up north. I go fishing. I go ice fishing by myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't even feel obligated to talk about it. Like I record my outings in case I catch a giant. Yeah. I have it all recorded. But I didn't even bring up COVID like once in four months. It was like even on Instagram, I was just posting stuff, little videos, and I didn't mention it. I think people need a little break. Yeah, if they're gonna watch me, I'm not gonna be the one talking about it. I'm just gonna let's just show them nothing's changed with Ronnie. Like I'm out here, <laughs> just doing me. Nothing, nothing's changed. Yeah, that's a that's a funny thing that, because we we've addressed it a bunch of times because you know there's especially for a lot of the our listeners, right? Like you know we often talk about trips to the states. Well, nobody can do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, and you know cool places to go if you're Canadian or blah, blah, blah. Well, you, well good luck. Yeah, you better be Canadian to go to these Canadian places. Yeah. But you, <laughs> but also, like, we had to cancel our Nevada Yosemite yeah. trip this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, we had a, an episode. Now, obviously, we ended up recording it. But we had originally planned to record with Reg Smart in Sedona, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And we ended up recording at his place in Collingwood a month ago. But... Nice. Um you know, but it, it was supposed to be way back in April that we were yeah. doing that. We we're supposed to record with Wonder Hussy. Yeah. Um, Man. You know, but all these things got canceled because our trip got canceled. Um, normally, by this point, we would have gone to the Adirondacks, like down in, the, in New York, Probably three two. or four times. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start stashing myself and uh, in with your luggage, and you're not going to know that I'm there. <laughs> other than the big bag of tackle and the weird sticking rods out of everywhere. Yeah. Did Ron leave his... You just hear me like, no, I'm... 
No, that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for this one. Texas, we're going to get some bass. Yeah. You know? but, yeah. but that's the thing. It's like there's, there's all these, like, because if you think like New York, like the Osable River, River yeah. is known for like, again, it's one of those like international destinations sure. for fly fishing. Yep. Rainbows you know? and browns and salmon yeah. and the whole nine yards. Well, I've never been and I know about it. You know, and that's the thing. Like, we crisscross that fucking river like a thousand time. times on our yeah. trips. Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, it's just, it's there. Um, I've never actually fished down there. Okay, I'm going to give you a rod, one of those extendable, like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And like, uh, forget that little tray of flies. You're going to have some spoons. Yeah. And a spy bait or two. And you're going to get back to me. You know. But but the, it's a thing like it's these various areas that are uh, whether it's you know uh, mountains or because I've run into that where like I've been every now and again uh, we're on a trip down into the Dax and I'm back in the middle of fucking nowhere and there's some dude and waiters just in the middle of the river sure and it's like ah you 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 humped your ass in here. <laughs> yeah, he, he's pretty deep. Unless yeah. he's some sort of because, like, the thing is, there's no easy. That's what act. I mean, like, it's it's you guys are in a we're pretty remote. Like, we were showering, uh, we were washing ourselves naked in the river this morning, and now this guy's here. Like, whoa, where did he come from? Yeah, like this. The, <laughs> but the thing is, it's the ton of a train that if you have like a, a an issue that you have to get evac'd out, they have to fly a helicopter in wow. and drop a basket because. So, <laughs> Like there's no running an ATV back. So, so that's or, curious. Like with fish bait, is that does that attract bears? Is that something that you have to be mindful um, of? So I made a funny thing the other day where I would never survive in Algonquin because I just love too much. Like I'm good at fishing. I would be covered in salmon and rainbows and go to sleep and I mean just cover me in honey and just call me dinner because there's no way I'm gonna survive up there. Yeah. Bears got a nose they can smell stuff for. I don't remember because I don't yeah. get into bear country. Fish, I do yeah. a lot more homework on it and I have the statistics and numbers all memorized. But they can smell blood for, I'm going to say, 100 miles. So it's not even just no the bait. Problem. It's just obviously it's not just even cleaning the fish. It's handling the fish. Yeah. And then how do you get all that off you? Yeah, sure. Dirt and sand and you can scrub it all off. But well, they'll, any they'll of, tell you to keep everything up in a tree. Yeah. Whatnot, like any right? of your clothes that are that have like fishy guts and burn smelly, them, Ron. Burn or them. you're hanging them <laughs> or putting them in your bear canister. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing that we run into. Like basically anything that would be an attractant. So whether you you got bacon grease on your shirt, you hang that. Sure. You know, yeah. um, the the stuff you fished in, because the the stuff on you you can wash it. off, right, right. But the stuff you fish in, like if I'm going to catch five or six trout, there's so much scent that's coming off. Every dog I've ever met <laughs> just loves me. She's like, what on earth is this? <laughs> Just up and down knees, looks up at me like, I'm like, you smell trout, don't you? You like that, don't you? Just wagging his tail, like, you smell freaking delicious. Just both knees, like, I've washed these pants like four times. I'm just mowing a lawn or something. And this dog's just like, oh, what is that? Yeah. Oh, you miss a spot on the ankle. That's minnows, isn't it? I smell large, man. What is that? That's great. Yeah, scent, uh, I mean, a dog's nose is... 200,000 times more powerful than a human's. So a bear is probably something along the same lines. Yeah. I don't know. You know, 
And so it's sort of like anything. Like if you manage your smells, like you manage your food, you're fine with beer. I'd still be worried. You know. But I'm that kid who went on the trip in high school and we all got to Lake Huron, whatever it was, some little tenting, camping thing. And they're all like, all right, keep all your food inside the coolers. And I'm like, I'll just throw it in the tent real quick. We're going to get on the water quick as soon as we got there. Come back and my backpack is... 60 feet in a tree with two raccoons trying to pull it up as high as they can. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh! damn it. Um, yeah, I guess I didn't listen. Keep it in the coolers. People's coolers were knocked over. So I don't know. Yeah. No, like nobody it, wins. The, the keep it in your cooler only works if you've got like a bear proof, like Yeti yeah, or Pelican exactly. cooler with, with a padlock on it. it. Right. You know, like fine. That, that works. But otherwise it's like you either have to hang it. They know. I mean, those are. I didn't know that Yeti and Pelican had that. Yeah. Good yeah, to they're know. Super secure. Yeah, like the Pelicans are nice because Surprise. compared to the Yeti Yetis because um they also have latches where most of the Yeti coolers just mm-hmm. have like the, the almost bungee cord. I did see that. Okay. Thing. Yeah. So they're they're secure if you put a padlock through them. But the Pelican um, and, it, and the Pelican is a place to put a padlock through too, but because it has a, a latch that you have to push the button in and then pop it up, mm-hmm. um, the latches themselves are more secure. That was the one that I was looking at the other day. Yeah. The big, okay. where it's like, you look at it and go, that's a huge cooler and you open it and there's no space inside cause it's so fucking thick yeah. for insulation. It's like, wow. That's I did a- see that. I'm like, that'll be cold for a long time. That's going to be heavy. Uh, wow, six hundred dollars for a cooler. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What's your discount, hun? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty much. It's not well, five hundred, is it? <laughs> that, that was, it was hilarious. Like because the other night when you came in the store, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was with the customers <laughs> over by the backpacks. Yeah. And you came over. It's like, what's your phone number? Yeah, yeah. And uh, like I gave you my phone number, and then you walked away, and I went, "She's only dating me for my discount." <laughs> <laughs> You know that one. That one was the when you when you can make the customers laugh. You know, oh, that's hilarious. Like Did you they, want to try one of these? What are they? These are uh, peach iced tea. Oh, Ooh. super amazing! Do you want one yourself? I'll try some of his. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this is like the drink of summer, twenty twenty. Like clearly, it's not too peachy. Um, so this is what I'll say. Any any alcoholic <laughs> drinks? Yeah, here. For people who don't like alcohol, uh, the the twisted iced tea here there with the okay, peach. Remember where we're at. Let's rewind. So we're on the beach, and you're gonna drink these all day long. These are nice. They feel great. Like it's not like that's just too sweet, or it's it's too peachy. It's like it, right? I wouldn't know. Perfect. Yeah. What is the alcohol content? Yeah, exactly. Good question. Yeah, five percent. Absolutely, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I should get a sponsor from this, but it's not going to happen. Not not this early in the game. No, who knows? With my own fishing show, <laughs> that's my only sponsor. My jersey just says all the alcoholic drinks. See, this is where like, <laughs> do you, when, well, when he's it, really out there today, George. <laughs> when, when, when it comes to like fishing channels, so getting fish, man. Do you do you uh, <laughs> like? Have you seen uh, Dar Sizzle offshore? Dar Sizzle offshore? No, yeah. I can't say that. So there's a girl woman okay. um, named Darcy. A girl woman. Girl woman. Um, she's a, she's a full grown up, so she's not a girl. <laughs> um, but it's it's one of these things. Like she's got a wildly successful YouTube fishing show. Sweet. Sweet. Um, but the thing she has that you don't 
is the wearing thong bikinis on the I know. boat. Listen, I tried. Speedo. She did notice. Yeah. All right. You know. Took my shirt off. I, the fell, I fell through the ice. I had to do a little strip yeah, show. But a big, chunk, a big chunk of the fishing audience is it. male. I realize that. And only a <laughs> fraction of them are gay. So <laughs> Only a fraction. Well, we can change that in a hurry. Yeah, get, get a whole lot of the gays um, in the fishing. Um, because, But it's a thing where we're, uh, hey, we're, ta- we're talking tough. about the... Uh, you know the the alcohol sponsorship. Like she's sponsored mm. by Landshark beer. Yeah, I bet she is. Right. <laughs> I, you know, but it, it's one of these deals where, um, they'll go out, like, <laughs> and you know they've got the like they're they're in Florida, so they do like the you know the waterways and then out in the ocean, and it, it's a good you know channel as far as like, absolutely fishing What's stuff. Dar sizzle offshore. Darce Sizzle Offshore. Like, think about, like, like her name's Darcy, but uh, because, you know, Snoop Dogg got involved, you know. Oh, not really? really? Darce Sizzle. Okay. Right? Somebody, you know. Shout out to Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Love you, bro. Same same birthday as Snoop, me. Snoop Lion or whatever he Snoop, was. No, he's, he's Snoop Lion temporarily. You know. He's back. Oh, no. He wasn't Snoop Lion. He was something. He was. Like, Snoop Lion. Was it Snoop Lion? Yep. Oh, okay. In his Rastafarian yeah. uh, venture. Yeah. He smoked some space weed and he yeah. was he was he was on a place that we don't know about. He yet. took some of those like you know, <laughs> and, like you know, where you should take like a half eye dropper of the, yeah, the edible oil. That's probably he took right. a full dropper. Look at you checking her out, making sure everything's I kosher. Am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Who is she? You son of a bitch. You following her? Damn. What's your name? <laughs> And your number. Who's your daddy? <laughs> I'm glad I came to take you fishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I now take... you can do get your channel going, and then you can have a collaboration yeah. with her, even though she's got a we, boyfriend. Can That's wear fine. Speedo, and she can wear a thong. That I don't know about you know, speedo, but no, no. Basically, you wear like the male thong <laughs> that the male strippers wore, like when I, you know, DJed the the. When you what? Tri- let's be honest. <laughs> when you DJ, let's go back. <laughs> So when you what? Sorry? So so I was the MC of a traveling because I had a DJ company. Uh huh. And the um, truth really would be what? I I the the part that you I, work at Rudolph's. All right. It's no, a it's the part a that, private. No, go ahead. The part that I loved was that I, you know, because like I'll be the first to admit, like you know, I'm a stocky dude who's hairy. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So on paper, that's not sort of like. Okay, we just lost four listeners. Go yeah. ahead. That's not sort of a lot of ladies think, right? Um, especially, especially you know the the hair on the back, you know it's sort of one of those ew things. Um, That's a survival thing for where your wife to hang on to when you're both falling off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, that's extra. We, we have a, okay. we have, we have a cartoon of that. Me climbing with her on my back. That's awesome. Um, but the fact that as the MC of the traveling male strip show. Mm-hmm. Um, we ran into the thing where uh, I'm the center of attention. So, yes, these dudes are like super buff and stripping down and using their dicks to um, stir people's drinks. Oh. But because I'm up there, really? like in a. Pardon? Did really? really oh, yeah, they did. Oh. Um, <laughs> like in actual factual. But, but you know, in the, in the, you know, to sort of peel the, the curtain back a little bit. So I go the behind. Curtain. Yeah. All right, good choice of words. Yeah, because I did go behind the curtain, 
Because you got to sort of work out the the scheduling, right? The curtains match the drapes. No, no, but so so here's the thing that that sort of you know when you think (laughs) about like a male strip show, Uh they can't be fully Uh hard, but 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 you don't also want to be like you know kind of that that normal like flaccid. Like I've just been. Yeah, there's levels to this shit. I got you. Move on. You don't want George Costanza shrinkage. (laughs) So. I go behind. Shrinkage. I so, remember uh, that yeah. episode. Like, yeah. I never watched Seinfeld, but I know that episode. Yeah. So, I go back to just coordinate. Okay, who's going next? And okay, what's your music? And what's the cue? And you know, because you got the guy that's the fireman and the guy that's the policeman, and everybody's got their shtick, right? Um, Quite literally. Yep. You're a pun on words, eh? I, I don't mean got to be. Their but stick. They're, they're I'm sh- here for duty. <laughs> so, so I go back. And this is the part that's, you know, one of those things where, like, I think maybe when I first did this, like, I was 18 or 19. (laughs) So this was, like, the first time I ever saw another dude beat off. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Because it's a thing where I go back and just to, you know, do my job, right? I'm a professional. And I go behind the curtain, you know, because we're about to have somebody else come, because somebody is uh, dancing right now. You know, doing his thing. And I go, you know, it's like, uh, this is the the Zorro dude. Very, you know, the Latino, you know, he's got the... (laughs) Meanwhile, like, he's just, like, pounding it like it owes him money. Just to get, like, a half chub, because then he puts a rubber band on it to keep it that way. There we go. Perfect. And he's... like, I'll never look at broccoli the same. No, he's having a conversation with me (laughs) while he's, you know, giving her a tub. (laughs) Hey. Do right. you fish? Do you fish, bro? You know, and he's like, okay, so uh, I think we'll go... Like, I think I've seen you on YouTube. We'll do this one first. <laughs> then we'll come into the Def Leppard. My goodness. Uh, and then the ladies really like, you know, we're going to finish it off with the Krista Burr with the lady in red. It's like, okay. Um, meanwhile, like he's... And then he, like, it is pulling a rubber band on like he's putting a ponytail on. Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. like you earlier, like, what do you think of me? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, I, I, like I would put a, a put my, you know, longer <laughs> hair in a ponytail to keep it out of my face. Um, he's putting a ponytail on so his half chub sure. stays half chub. And then the, he puts on his, dance, then he like puts the, on his <laughs> neon thong, like pulls it up. You, you know remember I mean? this a little bit too well. Like, he plays this back quite like that, often. Yeah, <laughs> that shit is painted in my brain. <laughs> what color was it? Neon what? Green? Green. Yeah, I see. I knew yeah. it. I knew it. Because um, <laughs> it was you. <laughs> Earlier in your career. Um, but but if You were was, how old? That would have made me how old? Yeah, yeah that's you, what I thought. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> Ronnie, Ron, Ronnie was like a male stripper at 12. <laughs> Mom, I'm, I'm putting half, myself through school. I'm only half Italian. <laughs> um, but but that was sort of one of those things that, uh, you know, just sort of imprinted in my brain. Yeah. Um, and I don't re- remember what we started with that led me I down this know. tangent. Uh, that you ventured off on some pretty uh, precarious uh, yeah. business ventures. Yeah. You seem like you're doing all right for yourself. So yeah, something like worked I'm, out. Uh, you know. I don't know where the actual source of money is coming from, but uh. listen, you know, being the the uh, MC of a traveling male strip show was pretty lucrative, because you know, and uh, for all you startup companies out there, if you're thinking of doing something that might work, Magic Mike, there you go, right? Anyway, I think uh, you know we're knocking on the door of two hours now. I think we are, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to learn more about how to be a better fishing person, <laughs> non-gender, um, you know, you can be, you can fish as a lady or uh, a gentleman or uh, children, all you children, and, get and your children into fishing. Whatever, you can fish as whatever you identify as. Absolutely. Like the police officer who um, was yelled at, you know, recently, who... Uh, um, was arresting a female protester and mm -hmm. the other protesters are saying, you should get a female officer to search her. And he said, that's okay. I identify as female, <laughs> which I thought was one of the funniest fucking things I ever heard. <laughs> you know, a little side note, yeah. but, uh, yeah. So Ron, thanks for having us no over. No problem. Um, and we should do this again. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. Right. So, yeah. uh, Basically, we'll have it, obviously, in the show notes, like we always do, lots of links. Um, follow Ron on Instagram at Great White Knight. Um, the Great White Knight. The Great White Knight. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, send Ron lots of uh, DMs um, yes. and comments Absolutely. on his Instagram. Tell him to start his fucking YouTube channel. Because <laughs> <laughs> what's the point of traveling around with a GoPro all the time? Yeah, it's so true. Um, and oh, I have the footage. It's all recorded, just unedited, sitting at home, raw on terabytes, just stacked up in my yeah. safe. Yeah. I know it's money. You know? And, like, if you start your own show. You know, we, we, we get somebody, uh, whether, you know, an acquaintance or somebody on Fiverr to uh, make you a jingle. I'm working on one. Oh, he's you know? got one. Yeah. He's got lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Locker Hunters. Next and Level Fishing. And then, then a bit of, you know, graphics. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's what MS Paints for, isn't it? There you go. Yeah. yeah. Full moon, west wind, storm moving in, yeah. lunker hunting. Me and one of my best friends. Check it. I would like to fish all around the world, but uh, fish around the world can't be around the girl. I got tournaments, expos, exhibitions, and all. What's that man's name again? Who's that? It's Ronnie Smalls. Yeah. Nice. That's about as far as I've gone, but I got other stuff. It's just full moon, west wind, storm moving in. That's like the every time they cut to a commercial. Full moon, west wind, storm moving in, little, little, little lunker hunting. And then just comes back to me like. Love it. Dialed in on a fish. or With no shirt on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I gotta give something to everyone. You know, with it, with, with <laughs> that, I gotta start working out again. You guys are gonna push for me to just get in the gym and get jack showed. So <laughs> anything, I, I'm just gonna dry my forehead and it's just like pure abs with like oil on it already. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Do you have any tattoos of fish on you? No, I have no tats. I'm surprised. Yeah, most people are. That would be a good one. Mm -hmm. Just a big smallmouth eating a crayfish or something, or a crayfish trying to fight off a. I just never did. Like a kaiju uh, crayfish the size of the Empire Strait Building. Yeah, it's just a big back piece. Just <laughs> bam! No tattoos? Yeah, next time we talked to him, did you get I heard you got a tattoo. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I got wings on it's my got, back that cross over my ass that are a, a giant crayfish with claws. It's a it's dragon. It's bad down. ass. Add me. You know, <laughs> and when I flex my ass cheeks, it moves. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> the ghost zero to hero. <laughs> we, we went full, like from before the episode to after, we went full goatsy. And on that note, I would like to say, and because Catherine will not be able to say it, work hard. Play dirty. <laughs> Until next time. Bye.